Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network with Chris Schubert floating around producing this thing for everyone. We're brought to you by Bet Online and look, basketball in full swing. The tournament's coming up. And if you want to get in on the action, check out Bet Online. It is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Check out the website. You can use your desktop or your mobile device and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. To get started, and it's not just basketball. They have hockey, boxing, and UFC. They've even got those Vegas casino games. And with baseball back, you can probably get in on some of that very, very soon. They've got it all. It's your number one online wagering destination. And Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Friday to you. Thank God baseball's back. Thank goodness baseball's back just in time for us to play a bunch of games that are going to be completely meaningless come August. It'd be great. Chris? It's so offensive, but good morning, gentlemen. Baseball's Joe, are you okay? Can we, can we take, can we go behind this, the, the curtain for a second? Joe in the pre-show. Yeah, too much peanuts. He had, he, he took, he had a protein bar right before the show that, that, that had some, some peanuts in it. And Joe has been coughing and drinking water <laughs> and like choking throughout the pre-show process. I'm just so happy that you got through the intro and you're okay. I've got this much water left, boys, so this could get dicey here about midway through. Are you allergic to peanuts or anything? No, it's just they. I swallowed them weird, which as people get older, you swallow weird. You know, stuff gets – I just eat cereal. Cereal is like a bad choice for me because I'm always coughing the whole time. And uh, uh, these peanuts just didn't go down right, man. Let's just keep – we're just going to keep the show moving here. Takes on takes right. episode. You brought that up, Chris. 46. I, I'm concerned for my friend. Okay. I'm not doing what yep. Kyle's doing. I was concerned for my friend. <laughs> I'm just checking on my friend to make sure you're okay. You say you're okay. You have enough water. If you Are need you to, allergic? to get some more during the show, please go ahead and do so. But we're, we're going to keep this thing moving here. Uh, takes on takes episode 146 for you guys. <clears throat> yes. And I got some spicy yes. takes for you here today on the show. I'm going to start. I have some takes from last week because you guys didn't do takes on takes. You guys were busy in uh, Indianapolis. So I've got some some crossover takes from last week that we will get to here. Uh, This one from Richard to start us off. Take Kyle Hamilton is a better prospect in this draft than Derwin James was in his draft. Yes. I don't care what he ran. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. I I don't think it's. I don't think it's very far. I don't think the gap is huge, but I think that Kyle Hamilton is a better prospect than Derwin Jaynes. And that's no slight to Derwin Jaynes. Kyle Hamilton just might be the best safety we've scouted since we've been doing this. Yeah. Take from Vontel. Out of these options, which hypothetical... I'm glad we got this one because he was... I know I saw he was real hurt that we didn't get around to this the first time, so... Listen, Vontel, it's takes on takes. It's not the Vontel show. It's draft dudes, okay? Just relax. I'll get your takes. I'll get to your takes when they're relevant to the show. How about that, Vontel? Out of these options, which hypothetical cloned duo would you choose for your team for three seasons? 
They all stay healthy and the supporting cast is decent is the backdrop for this. Two TJ Watts, two Trent Williamses, two Debo Samuels, or two Jalen Ramseys? Two TJ Watts. It's either Ramsey or Watt. I think I would probably be inclined to go with TJ Watt as well, though. It's the traditionalist in me. I know there's this new push as of late for coverage over pass rush, but TJ is very disruptive and he plays the run, plays the pass, forces turnovers nonetheless. You can move him around the front, two of those guys on any given week. Yeah, I think I'd take TJ. Yeah. Two TJs. So I look at it, it's kind of like what the, the Chargers sort of assembled for themselves here with Khalil Mack. Well, different style Jones players, Bosa. but yes, just an absolute right. nightmare pass rush. Joel. Right. Good luck. Absolutely. Get your nightmare. tackles right in the AFC West. Well, Joel, as a master segue host that you are, oh, I have a Chargers is. Khalil Mack related take for you from our good friend Sam. Even after the Chargers acquire Khalil Mack and with the possibility Denver gets Von Miller back, the Raiders will have the Whoa. duo with the most combined sacks in the AFC West in wow. 2022. You wanted spice. I gave you spice. That's fun. And so, I mean, Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe is a nice pair. Mac and Bosa. Miller and Chubb? Well, it would be Miller and, and then- Chubb, but you know, there's there's some reporting out of Denver that they're not – going to make a play for Miller, but I did see them attached as one of the teams that would be interested in Chandler Jones. I will take this not being true, but at least made me think about it. What could help, what could help the Raiders in this quest is I think that they're going to be behind a lot. No, that's not going to help them at all. If they were ahead, then they could tee off and rush the passer. The I think answer, they're just a little behind those other the teams. Chargers. The answer is yeah. the answer is the Chargers. I think it's the Chargers. The, the, the concern with the Chargers is like if Khalil Mack's not fully healthy and Bosa, like his sack production wasn't that good last year. And Crosby was like led the league in pressures. I'll go with the Chargers. Feels like the right thing. This one from uh, Josiah. Based on draft grade alone, Mason Rudolph would be QB1 in this class. Mm. No. no, no. And that's that's why I love what we do. We have empirical data, right? We can compare players from every class to this one. And so I could easily put Mason Rudolph's grade with these players and tell you where he slots. And I'll tell you right now that I had a three on Mason Rudolph, maybe a four. And I've got like several second round quarterbacks this year. So he wouldn't even be uh, he, amongst the top four or five. He'd probably be QB five at best. Right. For my personal grading. More likely to trade their second first-round pick, the Giants at 7 or the Jets at 10? You tell us, Chris. You tell us. Depends on what they do get in on the takes. Okay, so let me give you a scenario. Sure. Jacksonville stays with offensive tackle. Okay. Because Cam Robinson's one-year deal again. Jawan Taylor hasn't really lit him on fire. Um Either one of the tackle prospects could play guard if you had to. So you go tackle at one, Aiden Hutchinson at two, the Texans trade Laramie Tunsil and take a tackle at three, and now you're on the clock. They're taking pass rusher, 
if they take a pass rusher or a corner, they can trade out of 10. I think they have to get a defensive player with one of those two picks. And so if they went offensive lineman at four, I think they need to stay at 10 and draft a defensive player. But if they got a pass rusher or a corner, a certain corner, one that, you know, brings the sauce, if they got him at four, then they could trade 10. Oh, I was waiting for the follow-up on this tease from earlier in the week, and Chris was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm so, still workshopping it. It's, and it now takes on, t- now it takes on takes, right? It takes on takes. I am very comfortable with Sauce Gardner at four and Garrett Wilson at 10 if that's what the Jets wanted to do. That's the take. I would be very comfortable with that. Takes on takes, Kyle. Chris Schubert coming in that he wants the Jets to pick Sauce Gardner at four and Garrett Wilson at 10. Chris, I need to ask you a question. I don't want you to take it the wrong way. Please. Were you comfortable with this idea before Garrett Wilson ran a 437? I will I will answer your question honestly. I was comfortable with a receiver at 10. Were you comfortable with Garrett Wilson before he ran a 437? Yes, he was one of the guys I was comfortable with. But after the 437, it made at, me really comfortable with him. What's happening right now? I don't know what's oh, happening. I, I know oh, what no, this is. I no, know what this is. no. I know. Come on, Kyle. Get it out. Yeah. No. It lives. No. <laughs> I don't deserve that. It lives. The, the, it's in the front. Yeah, yeah. To, to Chris, I'm going to light it up there for you, you too. Oh, because it's not that bad of a take. It, it, the 40 shouldn't have flipped you. It could Who, nudge like, me. What was the other, it could, it what could was nudge the other receiver that you were in consideration with? Traylon Burks. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and now you're all the way out on Traylon Burks, huh? No, I didn't. There you go, th- buddy. Th- th- those there words you did, go. Th- those words did not come out of my mouth. <laughs> I said I would be fine with a, a wide receiver at 10. I just gave you one potential option. If they took Garrett Wilson mm. and Tra- uh, if they took Sauce Gardner and Traylon Burks, I'd be fine. They have to get a defensive You'd player with one with of those you- two picks. With one of those two picks, okay. they, they have to. Okay. I think we can move on with with the show now. A defensive player. I'm glad this is out in the open now. Yeah, I'm going to get roasted on Twitter today for it. Trench player. That, Joe, I'm fine with that too. That's fine. We, we've done this on the show where I told you I'm comfortable with a bunch of different options. I've just been good. workshopping. You know what? Option. And that's what I love about you, Chris, is because too many people get married to one idea with the draft. Yeah. That's and they're just setting first themselves class up to be disappointed. And I am not right. married to the idea of Sauce and Garrett Wilson. I just said I would be okay with it if they did that. That's all, all I right. said. All right. Now, I will say the antithesis of poop hat emoji is being good with Sauce Gardner at four. That's a very good take. Draft good players. Draft good players. Carson Wentz is the most talented quarterback Washington has had since Kirk Cousins. Take. Probably. What kind of a bar is this? Like the Dwayne Haskins is in this mix. Tyler, Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen. Alex Smith for like five games. Like this is such a low bar to clear. He clears it though. Right. He does. Now go out and draft a wide receiver at nine and snipe. 11, no, right? they're at 11. Damn, damn, they're at 11. Trade in front of the Jets. Blow up Chris's spot. <laughs> Chris, would you take Garrett Wilson? Or not Garrett Wilson. Would you Would you take Jamison Williams at 10? Yes. Okay. Smart. Just making sure that we're, we're of clear mind. Dr- draft good players, Joe draft Douglas. Good players. Draft good players. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're good. 
Uh, this one from Halil's Real Football Talk last week, and I think I know where both of you are going to stand on this. Missouri's Tyler Beatty and Miami's Cameron Harris are both top 10 running backs in this year's class. That's what I'm not a math guy, so let me. Is he better then? Is that what we're backs. about to do? He said yeah. both of them too, right? Both. Yeah, yeah. So Kenneth Walker. No. No. Isaiah Spiller. No. No. James Cook. No. No. Um, Rashad White. Probably not. Uh, I would put Beatty in here in this next bucket. I'm comfortable with okay. that. So he, he, he would have to unoccupy a spot because we got to find a spot in the top 10 for Cameron Harris. Uh, Kyron Williams. Even running a 4.65, I think I'd take Kyron Williams and his passing down skill set. I would agree. Brian Robinson. Give me Robinson. Uh, how about Jerome Ford? Give me Jerome Ford. How about uh, Damian Pierce? Give me DP. Pierre Strong. Uh, I haven't seen Pierre Strong. I don't know. Oh, you got to watch Pierre, and I would take Pierre over him. So he's going to be out on my – Cameron Harris is going to be out on my time. I know Brentley Weissman really liked him. Yeah. 4-3, right? Um, I got to see him play, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I would take Pierre Strong. So I, I'm going to pass on the take. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselings, and financial aid is available. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash draftdudes. Join one over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash draft dudes. Let's take from AJ. With Seattle getting pick nine in the rust deal, the Falcons at eight are now in the prime trade back spot. It certainly helps. You know, if you're a team that, like, if there's the QB ones on the board, and you're a team like the Saints or the Steelers, and you feel like you have to go get that player because you're nervous Seattle's going to snag them at nine. Yeah, I think Atlanta now has a lot of leverage here in this top 10. And who do they have to pick there, right? Like, we'll see how it all unfolds, but there could be a really good opportunity cost question for them to ask themselves if they really do have a partner that wants to move up. To, to your point, Joe, are we all in agreement that the one team in front of Atlanta that is primed to take a quarterback if they want to would be Carolina at six? That's the only other spot? Put, yes. No, no, not the only other spot. I'd put Detroit in that bucket. At two? Yeah, yes, you, I'm not. You heard something. Where is this coming from? 
This is the second time this week you've been like, oh, don't be surprised. Don't so, dismiss I, it. I listen, listen. I know who you talk to, so I know where this came from. We're not gonna like, we're not gonna outsource this on the show or anything like that. But I know who you talk to that would be in the know on that. So I would assume that's when you went to dinner and I turned around and went back to the the uh, convention center, right? Right. I don't know if that was. I don't know if that was at the combine. I think what you're talking about was at the senior bowl. Oh. But is that where you got that information from, though? No, man. It's just a hunch. Oh, okay. You're a bad liar. I want you to know that. All right. So, Kyle, will you entertain me for a second since Joe's just going to deal with Sure. Me? So, Carolina is sure. the one spot. If we get to pick seven, the Giants' second pick, and no quarterbacks have been taken, isn't it much more palatable for a team like, let's say, New Orleans at 18, Pittsburgh at 20, to come up to eight than it would be to try to get up to four or five? Well, this is the exact same game that we played in 2020 when Detroit had the three pick and was teasing trading back to get in front of Miami and the Chargers for quarterback. Mm. And try as Take you may, quarter, right? teams, yeah. yep, teams are not going to trade up further than they have to. They're not going to. So try as you may, I don't think you're going to have a lot of success. And Carolina, oh. They seem to be intent on trying to find an upgrade at quarterback. I don't know that they're going to have the ammunition without giving away half their roster to do so. Um, but even if they were to make a trade, the trade that they would make with a team that we're presuming would be the quarterback in question, I don't think they would be taking quarterback at six either. So I think Carolina's kind of up S Creek without a paddle right now as far as t- trying uh, to figure out their situation and then. Um, who's five that we're talking about? The Giants. The Giants are like, five and seven. I don't. Right. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to manufacture enough heat to to prompt a move. And now you have Seattle that you know is at nine, like the take is pointing out, and so eight's that spot where you can get in front and get the quarterback. And I and I, I certainly think New Orleans and Pittsburgh would be more inclined to give up what it would take to move up to eight than they would be probably the bigger price it would take to get into the top five. If they talk to Houston at three or the Jets at four or even Detroit at two, right? If, if, if there is one of those quarterbacks that they just absolutely love. We have a backlog of takes from the last couple of times we've did this. So I'm going to, I'm going to mix some of these in here to close the show. Some things okay. that we didn't get to uh, on the last couple episodes of takes on takes after entering the season as a lot of folks is tight end one. Jalen Weidermeyer will be the fifth tight end off the board behind McBride, Ferguson, Likely, and Rucker. I I would think at least, as Kyle gets some information together here, I think at least all of those players go in front of him. Jelani Woods is going in front of him after what he did at the combine. McBride, Otten, Rucker, Likely, and who? Uh, No, McBride, Ferguson, Likely, and Rucker are the four. And then Weidermeyer would be five. Dulcich is going... Yeah, Dulce is just going ahead of him, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might be tight end seven. Yeah. I think he's a good player. I just think athletically, he's not going to really move the needle for you. Right. Kyle, this one's for you. The Miami Dolphins will be starting four new offensive linemen by the start of next season. No, it's too much. That math number. I think they've got too many... Robert Hunt is, we're assuming, the incumbent that's going to be back. Um, I think three is the is the right number. I think if you look at all the young investments that the team has made, 
Uh, in the offensive line, you put all those guys together and you let them compete for one spot when they were all starters last year, whether it's at right tackle or left guard or wherever it may be. Um, I'd be interested to see what happens with the right tackle spot. I know they're, they're widely connected to Toronto Armstead. Uh, apparently some teams are calling Dallas about Lyle Collins, which I'd be interested in if I were Miami. He's owed like $10 million a year or something like that. Um, but I think that's, that's too many resources for a team that needs too many other spots. You need upgrades at wide receiver. You need an upgrade at pass rusher, assuming you're not bringing back Emmanuel Logba. You need an upgrade at Mike Lineback. I just need an upgrade at running back. I just think that's too much to invest and go completely all in on that spot and leave the rest of it unaddressed. Not to set up my friend Joe for his standard take when it comes to this position, but boy, is that Ezekiel Elliott contract really hurting the Cowboys. It's just just getting in the way of everything they're trying to do. I mean, they got they got they're cutting Amari Cooper. They're going to trade Lyle Collins. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? I tried to have the conversation about trading Zeke Elliott like two months ago on the show, and neither one of you wanted to entertain it. It doesn't sound like something Joe and I would do, but. Let's check the receipts on that. If, if you're a team that could trade for Ezekiel Elliott and you could give up five for him and you could deal with one year of bad salary and then be off the books with him with no guarantees, why would you not explore that? All right. You want you want to take? I think I'd rather trade for, for Zeke than I would say Quan Barkley right now. Of course yes. you would. Yeah, that's a that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. Like I, I think Zeke, the- Zeke, Zeke or, or Christian McCaffrey? Zeke. Man, I might take my chances I agree with, with CMC. Yeah, no, I. There's I, so I much agree money, Joe. There's no. I need. I need the flexibility. No, you're not. No, no, you're wrong about that. If you inherit Christian McCaffrey, you're on the hook for eight million dollars this year and nothing after. That's it. Now, the, you probably have to give up a lot but, more but for McCaffrey Car- than Z, right? Because Carolina wants a one. Yeah, because they have to eat massive amounts of dead cap. It has to be. It has to be well, worth their time for him for- to get off the roster. Right. No, uh, yeah, Panthers created all their own problems. It's their own fault that they don't have a quarterback and an offensive line and lots of bad contracts. They they deserve everything they get right now. They hired a bad okay, coach. But for Zeke, he's due $12.4 million in cash this year. Um, but his 2022 salary is the only salary remaining that is fully guaranteed. So the $12.4 million he's owed this year is it for guarantees. He's got four more years left on the deal. And I mean, some of the, some of the um, back end of the like 2025 and 2026, you're talking 15 and a half, 16 and a half million dollars. Like he's not going to get there for you. But I mean, if Dallas is just desperate to, they trade him, they, um, it could save $540,000. Now, after June 1st, they could save $12.4 million if they trade him after June 1st. But they got to be – correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but they have to be under the cap by the time the new league year starts on what, Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have to be cap compliant by next week. They, they currently so aren't cap compliant, so they have to do something. Now, it doesn't have to be like trading Lyle Collins, but they have to do something. They will. They're like one million, one point one million in the hole. So that it's an easy. There's thing been a lot make. of something happening over the last few days. It's going to continue. The Packers are forty five point eight million dollars in the hole. They have to figure out 
it's fake. It's all a fake. Of, a lot of restructures. Yeah, it's all fake. It's none of it's real, actually. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, that's what the Saints fans tell me. I've heard a lot about that. Uh, okay, I got one more take well, here for you. Wake us up when you lose three of your top six best players this offseason. There it is. Okay. Uh, I have a take here for you. Let me just make sure I found it. Where, where did it go? Okay. George Pickens, top five receiver in this draft class. Can't get no. there. Absolutely not. Cannot get there. No. Not this year. Shoot, we thought and there it, was going to be some the, more discussion. I, I just that. I just assumed if I gave you a take, there would be a little bit more discourse. Yeah, I thought maybe that's what we do here so, on the show. Joe, let, let me ask you this. It, does that say more about George Pickens or does it say more about the rest of the draft class? Says it's way more about the rest of the draft class. Yeah, because like I like George Pickens. Will- I think is a, a very likable skill set. Yes, like we liked him a lot right. coming into the year, and obviously we didn't get yeah. the chance to see him play all that much. So like, but the questions but, that he has and the lack of of film yes. resume that he has versus some of these other guys, and then the the guys who are also light in film, Jameson Williams, much more dynamic breakout. Yes. Tight players, much more dynamic athletes. Yeah, I'd rather have Jamison Williams, Drake London, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Garrett Wilson for sure. So that would put him at best the next receiver. Sky Moore. At best. Yeah, I, pro- I you know I'm going to love Sky Moore. So. Sky high. Um, that's it for the show. We're done. Signing off. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino takes on takes. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed. We certainly did digging into your hottest takes of the week. And last week, we thank our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, and Chris Schubert, who already said deuces, and he's out for the weekend, apparently. He's checked out already. Um, <laughs> make sure you come back next week. Free agency starts. We're going to have a lot to dig into. You're going to want to be here be a part of it because uh, we're going to take you through anything and everything we get along the way. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.